Hello and welcome to the very first episode, the very first season of MedTalks. For those of you that don't know, I am Deborah, and this is my co-host, Joey. Hey guys, hope you're all doing well. So just a bit of a background, my best friend and I, Victoria, who's actually the producer of the show, we decided that we wanted to start just a platform where we could educate and inspire young professionals. So that is how MedTalks came about, and we really hope that you enjoy this journey with us. Welcome to our first episode, as Deborah has just introduced all of us. I'm very excited to start this journey with you, dear listener, and hopefully we can do a lot of interesting episodes where we discuss interesting topics that entertain and inspire you. Today we have Dr. Robert Kisser in studio with us. He completed his MBCHB in the year of 2016 and has now just completed his two years of internship and his year of community service. I'm so excited to be chatting to you today. Rob, how are you doing? Very well, thanks yourself. It's great to be here and uh, thanks for the opportunity, guys. It's uh, really good to have a chat to you. Well, thank you for coming in and, and we're really, really excited to to get this going because, um, as we said, I'm sure many of us are in the dark when it comes to this. This is a very quite a scary process. For those of you who don't know, in South Africa, it is mandatory that after you finish your medical degree, you have to work for the government for three years. Two years as an intern doctor and then one year as a community service doctor. You then have the opportunity in your final year to apply for different hospitals all over our beautiful country. I think from the very start of one's journey through med school, one thing that you always wonder about is where the best places to go and where you'll end up one day. And unfortunately, we don't really get much exposure to many of the different hospitals in our country, only the ones our faculties interact with. So at the University of Pretoria, we interact with hospitals like Steve Biko, Tembisa, Mamalodi. So that is the only... Don't forget about Kalafong there. sorry, Kalafong. <laughs> That's the only exposure that we really get. So that's why we decided to bring someone in who has been through this process and to offer us some insights and some guidance. So, Rob, where did you apply for internship in ComServe and why? So, as Deborah has said, um, your exposure as a student uh, is super limited. You yeah. have your set of hospitals in Pretoria, wherever you may be based, Joburg, mm. Cape Town, Stellenbosch, and uh, you only work at those three, four, five hospitals, and that's like all you know. It's, yeah. it's your environment. Um, so it's hard to make an educated choice from the get-go. Of Where course. do I go? Because when you go into the online website, application site, and uh, you actually look at the options available, it is a massive list. Um, and then you are scurrying for info. You are scurrying for you know references. People who've worked yeah. here. Can you tell me how it was? WhatsApping. Get a WhatsApp group. Why not? <laughs> and, and, you know, I found myself just wishing that there could be a central website which has almost like a know, rating <laughs> rating <yes>. agency. <laughs> um, and inevitably, you know, things like that. If you look at Google reviews, there's always these one star reviews. So I yeah. think there's a, there's a charge that that might of be course. abused. Um, but it's a daunting process, um, but let me let me go to how I went through it. Um, so I was based in Pretoria, studied in Pretoria, as you guys have said. Uh, part of the decision will be influenced by where you want to stay. So do you want to stay in the province that you studied or not? And, you know, are you going to go out and be adventurous and try something completely new? Or do you want to stay where you, where you sort of studied? I wanted to stay in Gauteng. Um, so that partly influenced the choice. So then you narrow down your options. So mm-hmm. already you've excluded everything outside of Gauteng. So why, sorry, why exactly did you want to stay in Gauteng? Like what was what was drawing you to staying here? So I think I was at a point where I was not yet ready to let go of everything familiar. Yeah. Um, being at the end of your sixth year and taking a step to internship, it's quite daunting. And Definitely. I know there's some insanely mature people out there who can just 
say hey i'm heading off pack up and go yeah yeah exactly and and they thrive these these people thrive when they do that and i knew that i wanted to be somewhere more uh accessible so you know i could go over the weekend go see family go hang out with friends and um you know if you wanted to just go out and see your family and friends over the weekend it's it's there the options there because we were told that we would need the emotional support during the time so (laughs) yes understandably (laughs) Uh, so definitely wanted it to be accessible um so i then then you have to look what hospitals are around um how many positions are there how many internship posts are there Mm. because it's now a stats game yeah it's all about statistics playing the numbers there absolutely and you know before the time how many internship posts roughly at each hospital how popular each hospital is as well and you need to start weighing those things up and there's no way to know for sure any of these things, but you sort of have to gauge it through WhatsApp in a lot of people wow. and through talking to a lot yeah. of people. And that's the only way Hence to the out. podcast. <laughs> yes. So, so the information I'm going to provide is not going to be very solid, but it's going to maybe just give you an idea how yeah. you should approach it. Yes. There's an approach. Yes. If you have an approach, you can go from there. Exactly. <laughs> that's the whole of medicine, guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so even if this approach just sort of helps you get your thoughts and your process in order, you know, it's good. So then, uh, obviously, you want somewhere that will, or I wanted somewhere that would equip me to be independent during ComServe. So some of the hospitals have a reputation for being more administrative, and some have a reputation for being more practical. Mm. And this is just the nature of it. Some aren't necessarily better than others. It's just the way it works. Okay. Um, and, I mean, I, I'm going to try and not mention which ones are which because everyone should yeah, what yes. is currently the yes, situation. Yes. But uh, Baraguanas has a reputation for being practical. Okay. And uh, I, I have people that I stayed in touch with that went through Barra and did their thing there and said it was super tough. But if they look back, they'll do it again. And then I, I chose Barra because statistically speaking, I would get it. There's a lot of posts there, I think. Okay, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but there's 90 posts for first-year interns and there's sure. 90 posts for second-year interns. Right, so it's like a, a third of our, our medicine class at Tux at the moment. Absolutely. Wow. So you're sitting with about 180 interns. That's large capacity. Um, and, and it's crazy because they'll they'll ask you, do you know this person working at Barron? And you're like, no. <laughs> even though you're in the same rotation, you don't even know them. You don't even Just cross too big. It's, it's so vast and it's, it's on such a large scale. Um, but it's good to see that. It's good to see that that kind of facility exists and you sort of start understanding the challenges related to managing something that big you know yeah. so appreciating what the department of health has to deal with and then how tough it is to actually manage such a large-scale facility so i chose barrel then i listed a few other options which were less likely for me to get very popular options with fewer spots uh to sort of push me towards barrel so you've always got to like you said um play the numbers and uh it worked okay. i placed the barrel and uh did the two years there which I imagine we'll go into a bit more. Um, yes, we'll, we'll go into that later. And um, then Barra was then the part of my internship or of my government service that was supposed to equip me so that when I went to ComServe, I could just pick a place and go without worrying that I wouldn't be able to handle what was being yeah. thrown at me. Mm. So then consequently... ComServe came along and now you want to change because you know <laughs> you've done this now. <laughs> Put up all the drips, took all the blinds. <laughs> Absolutely. So so you work exceptionally hard in internship. Yeah. And then you or at least I found myself wanting a bit of a change of pace during ComServe. And uh, we got good reviews, word of mouth again. Actually, Facebook groups are so key. They're so critical. Wow, okay. um, oh. 
Yeah, so there's uh, a few Facebook groups, South African Internship, Medical Students. There's a whole bunch. I'm not naming them correctly now. We'll, we'll find them out and we'll put them yeah. up on our Instagram mm. page. That's a good idea. And then if you just keep an eye on these groups prior to the application process, you know, four or five months prior to the applications opening and so on, people start posting, hey, this is a really good hospital for this and this and this reason. Oh, wow. Please take a look at it and consider doing your application here. And we found a post exactly like that sure, uh, okay. about our ComServe hospital that we chose in Bukwini Hospital, where the current ComServes, while we were still in our final year of internship, posted about it and said, hey, guys, this is awesome. You should totally come here for the below reasons. And uh, we, we took the bait and we applied there. Fortunately, it worked out for us because it was a rural post that um, me and my now wife we're also placed together there because um, that sort of factors into arrangements no, as well. No, definitely. You can do long distance, and I have colleagues who do, do uh, long distance working, but it, it poses its own challenges. Um, so it depends on where you're at personally. Yeah, and I mean, it's wonderful, as you said, like that you got to go through this process and you had her support. Mm. Because I think, as mm-hmm. as you've mentioned, I mean, even just medical students, um, this degree is notorious being a challenging degree because yeah, of mainly absolutely. academically, yes, it is rough, but yeah. emotionally as well, the emotional strains sure. that come with it. For so, sure. so you you definitely need that support. Yeah. So, so what Deborah's saying is, is super true because um, you don't know what kind of toll it's going to take emotionally on you until you're physically there. Yeah. Um, in it. Yeah, you can't predict something. You like can't. That. And I mean, everyone's going to have their own unique experience and their own perception of how difficult it is. So. You can never tell someone else your internship wasn't as hard as mine because that is nonsense, okay? Mm-hmm. It is relative. That's one thing that I, that I feel like I need to drive home. If someone's yeah. working, for example, um, at a very chilled internship, I'm going to just say, for example, Edenvale because some of the rotations, they are relaxed and someone's working in internal medicine at Barra, for example, you can't say the one is harder than the other because the experiences are relative to the individuals and the one yeah. person might be finding it extremely hard, just as hard as the person at Barra. Yeah. So, it's so. just... Kind of about respecting that as well, I suppose. 100%. And respect your colleagues, you know, because we're so critical of each other as well. Yeah. We're we're actually the worst on each other. And I mean, even in med school, that competition sort of starts out. No, definitely. I I mean, you know, you sit in the class and you're making your notes. And like when test time comes, like, who am I going to share the notes with? (laughs) Who am I going to distribute to? And It's an unfortunate attitude to have, you know. I mean, we really shouldn't. But it does get like that. I mean, we started our year with our anesthesiology rotation. And we thought everyone else was having the most chill time of their life. But your time (laughs) will come, you know. Your time will come. Life comes full circle. So tell me more about the hospital you did serve at, uh, Rob. You said it was in the Free State, I believe, and it was a rural right. posting. How, tell me a bit about that experience. Right. So it was it was drastically different from from Baraguanas. So Baraguanas was you know city living, Joburg. You we uh, commuted from Rosebank every day, which is quite close, and um, you know you've just got that whole tertiary structure. Lots of seniors on top of you. Like, yeah. You've got tons of registrars um, overseeing your activities. Tons of consultants. So it's great if you want to learn. Um, but you have a lot of senior cover. So you don't develop that much independence as a professional mm. um, in that sheltered context. And and I mean, when I say sheltered, I just mean in terms of senior cover. I don't mean that you don't work hard. You work super hard, but but there's always senior cover. There's always someone to kind of rely on, you know. Consult if, you, if, you, if you're struggling with 100%. someone, something, you know, you're not left in the dark on your own. <laughs> 100%. So, so it was good with regards to that you could find someone and they'd say, this is wrong or this is right. Now, you know, you go to a district hospital in rural Free State. I mean, we were just under Lesotho there in the bottom, I think it was the southwest 
corner, southeast. Sure. Must have been cold. It's absolutely stunning. Um, and it was a comserve run hospital, so just four comserves. Oh, wow. And then uh, towards the middle of the year, we got a, a MO. Um, who became a permanent staff member, but for the beginning of the year, it was Comstock Run, which oh, is such a bizarre concept. <laughs> I'm the boss now. <laughs> and, and you know, you've got to make decisions, and and it's it's a bit stressful at the beginning because if you if you you know don't do something right or you make a mistake, um, there's a lot more responsibility on you, and you're sort of involved in making sure that things run properly as well, and you know. That casualty stays clean. There's no one that's going to clean up after. There's no one that's going to tell you what to do. So that shift was. Crazy. Also, the hospital was just about 26, 27 beds total. Oh my goodness. Total. Um, but we serve such a large uh, area that we got classified, I think, as district, even though we strictly don't meet the criteria for a yeah. district size hospital. But we literally it, it like busy. a ward, one ward in California. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not even. Yeah. So your male and female wards were about six to eight beds each. Sure. We had a maternity section, a pediatric section as well, but very few beds. But super busy. Talk about a steep learning curve, eh? Yeah. No, Definitely. Absolutely. So, could you actually just take us through the application process? Mm. Like, what does it all entail? How do you exactly go about it? Um, mm. And why could we go into more why students don't always get their first choice? Mm. So, I think people, number one, need to appreciate the difficulty of placing such a large group of people. Um, mm. it's, it's not easy and it's a process that's often critiqued and uh, people are very negative about it. But I think people need to just step back, first of all, and say, this is hard. It's, it's a difficult yeah. thing to do. So you have the DHIS website and um, it's Health Information Systems website, which you use. And they've now got a second version out, which they use. And I'm not sure you guys can put up the link for it. Yeah, no, sure we will. So I'm not going to specify that exactly. You go into this website, you create a profile. Uh, at a certain point in time, they'll announce to you that registrations are now open for placement. You will then be allowed to pick five options okay Okay, so it's a drop down list Mm -hmm. got a box there's five drop down lists you then in those drop down lists included are all the hospitals that are available and then you pick in order from those drop down lists which hospitals you would like there are however certain restrictions in place that you need to be aware of i'm not 100 percent up to date with what the current restrictions are but for example if you were to pick a tertiary level hospital in central hunting it means that you are uh, enjoying the convenience of being centrally placed, which then means you will be restricted with regards to how many of these tertiary hospitals you can pick. Okay. Um, if you pick a second-level hospital, um, also not too far out, they will then restrict you in terms of that as well. And then they will favor you more if you pick a very rural, non-central hospital because the point is also to get more hands into the rest of South Africa. Into of course. The areas of, because... I know everyone wants to mold internship and concept to their lifestyle, but it's also for the government that you need to assist them in staffing the hospitals that are peripheral. So why do you think, well, firstly, do you think, um, because I think a lot of us are almost afraid mm. of rural hospitals, mm. is that warranted? What is it, what is it actually like? working in the rural hospital being sort of mm. you know your own boss so i think i think the big thing is is the isolation like you don't have friends and family around you now you sit on the weekend and you've got whoever you're working with there and you hang out with them often let me tell you yeah. like I, we hung out with them <laughs> make some solid friendships permanently so you, you know it's it's important to get along with the people that you work with, <laughs> uh, and to make an effort to um in yeah. our case it was easy because there were they were great people. Um, but so that's, that's a big thing. You need to mentally gear yourself 
I can't just go out with friends quickly. There's yeah. no restaurants. Last there was no there was no restaurant. There's a single restaurant called Nels, which was selectively open at times. <laughs> no takeaways. Nearest takeaway was uh, KFC at near the Lesotho border, but you had to drive about an hour to get there. Oh my so, goodness! So no Uber Eats. Um, <laughs> there is signal. There's one tower that provides at all least. the signal, and then when you have load shedding, the tower goes off as well, so you lose oh, your signal wow. straight away. So it's oh, not even delayed. That was a bit of a bummer. So you need to be mentally ready to keep yourself occupied because yeah. it can get very boring. Mm-hmm. Like it does get boring. And if you're not ready to go and drive around and uh, go see some things in the area, like we went to, I'm not just mentioning in our case, we mm-hmm. went to roads and, and a few of the surrounding areas and stayed there for the weekend. But it's nice. You know, I think what you're saying, you have to make the most of it. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think the development that can come from that as an individual sure. is also profound. So it's just your outlook on it at the sure. end of the day. Um, but, but also I think what I'm, I'm not really addressing well what you were asking uh, in terms of why people scared to do it. You know, what's the hesitation? Yeah. Um, and I think it's just because throughout all six years of studying, you've been central, you've had the support of your friends and family. Yeah. You've probably been studying from home or not if you're staying in res. Um, and then to take that step out of your safe home environment, yeah. out of everything that's familiar, is super difficult. It's no. not easy for anyone, you know. So it's understandable that people are hesitant to do that. So it's uh, it's very much a personal thing, and I can understand why they have challenges deploying people yeah. to rural areas. But I would highly recommend it. You've made it sound like quite an adventure. <laughs> I wouldn't mind actually applying to a rural hospital. Yeah, just yeah. get to know a different part of the country. You Absolutely. Know? Well, there's no denying some hospitals are more popular than others, mm. and receive many more applications than the rest. However, it's the nature of this process to spread students, as you mentioned earlier, all over the country. It's essential to our healthcare system uh, to ensure equal distribution. So taking this into account that you've only worked at Chris Harney, Baraguana, and um, the rural hospital in the Free State, are there any other particular hospitals that you would recommend medical students look into applying for Mm. based on fellow doctors that you may have spoken uh, spoken to or word of mouth? Sure. Um, So what you need to understand is... is most of the doctors that you speak to, and I highly recommend talk to as many people yeah. as you can. You know, that random person that you have on Facebook who was a sixth year two years ago, like <laughs> drop them a message. They'll be happy to give you advice. Slide into the DMs. Absolutely. You know, message people, call people, and, and more often than not, they'll be very happy to type you a long message or send you a crazy long voice note. Seek as much information as yeah. you can until you mm-hmm. find peace about where you're going. With yeah. the opinions that you have, and you, you know, people are really willing to help out. So do that. Number one is the first thing I want to okay. say. Yeah. So, so get advice. People are usually willing to. Um, and then I need to put it on record first that I would recommend Barra. Number one, yes. okay, you, it's going to be a tough, emotionally challenging process, but you come out quite a bit more mature and and ready to deal with a few more things than you were when you went in. So what? Sorry, what? What about it? Um, is so difficult. What makes it so difficult? There are a lot of specialists in Barra. It's a very fast-paced, um, high-intensity environment. And I think what's driving all of this is the high patient volumes. I think that's number one, a major factor is high yeah. patient volumes. And ill patients, the, the demographic that we deal with, the, the type of patient that you deal with there are generally ill patients. So you need to be on the ball constantly. And if you finished with one demanding situation there's just another one waiting for you doesn't slow down it doesn't finish the work doesn't end and when you go home at night you'll mentally be running through your work from the day so so it's just because it's such a high volume and also because of the fact that it has so many specialists all of the difficult stuff gets referred to barra yeah so you're receiving all of the difficult stuff plus already there's a lot of walk-ins because yeah. it's, it's known 
Um, so it's it's just a, a combination of those two factors. Um, people are stressed as it goes. I mean, everyone gets stressed. Uh, so dealing with colleagues, interpersonal relations, getting the work done also needs to be managed well. That's 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 what makes it really hard. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Could you tell us about some factors that you should take into consideration when applying for internship and conserve hospitals? Yeah, I know so we've, yeah, we've spoken about taking into account mm. your, your emotional support. The relationship that you could be in. Mm. or mm, mm, mm. Absolutely. So, so you need to decide where you're at at the moment uh, with regards to your personal life. Um, do you want to stay near to friends and family or do you want something completely different? Do you want to go out there? And if you are ready to go out there, do that. You know, step out. Go and stay in the DQ somewhere, you know, in the Eastern Cape, because I've, I've have a friend who's now working in, in Eastern Cape. He did his comps over there and now he got a pediatrics post there as well. And, um, he's thriving. So, so do that if it's your vibe. But if you feel that you want to just be around your people, you know, stay here. Also, everyone speaks about balance. It's very difficult to, to find mm. balance, but I mean, access to if you are a person that loves to jump. Let me just use a silly yeah. example. Or, or that's very dependent on your exercise. Um, you need to factor it in. Zastron didn't have a gym. Wow. A lot of the places <laughs> don't have a gym. So you yeah. need to then be ready to make alternative branches like run or cycle or, you know, all of that. So, and then, like I said, uh, pertinently with a, with a concert now, mine at least, uh, socialization was minimal. You don't have a lot of social activities. It depends how much you're willing to engage with the local community, but, but, um, Maybe you're not really the same age. Maybe you're not really fitting to the same profile. Like, yeah. So you need to carefully consider a bunch of things, but it's deeply personal. And I think mm. you, you will know what you're comfortable with, but look at the hospital and all of these things, these factors, you know, that you've got questions about, like, is there this? Is there that? Will I be able to handle this? These are the things that you should be asking about that specific hospital. So let's say, for example, you've got Barra in mind. And you want to know all of these things, you should then speak to me, for example, message me on Facebook or Instagram and ask the questions that yeah. are important to you. And I mean, if you just type into Facebook, like the hospital's name, sometimes you'll find person working at this hospital. <laughs> and I mean, that's super weird, but you, I, I've got to do what you got to do. <laughs> absolutely. And I've even at a stage said, I've messaged someone like, sorry, it's just super random. Like, you don't know me at all. Like, I, I heard. See, I see you working here. Can you please help me with this yeah. information? Um, so there's, there's a lot of things to consider, but I think you'll get the information from yeah. someone who's working and at I a think, facility. You know, as medical students, you're very used to speaking to random people all the time. Mm. So <laughs> you'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and I mean the, the person that's receiving the message as well, it won't be the first time that a random person is phoned because they're getting consults. And, all the time. So they're, it's, a, it's an environment yeah. that we're used to. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's all good and well that you should apply for the hospital of your choice. But wherever you go, more responsibility will be expected of you. So what yeah. pertinent differences did you notice between your final year in medical school and your first year as an intern doctor? Sure. Um, so it, it depends where you study as well, but I think we can, we can make a general assumption that as a student, there is a lot of, uh, support, um, and there's not a lot of responsibility. Your responsibility relates to the tasks that you are allocated by your senior. So putting yeah. your trips, making notes, seeing a few patients. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, that patient still remains the responsibility of the intern or registrar that's seeing the patient. Yes. And they, you know, health improving or deteriorating is going to fall to the seniors. Once you now step out of med school into internship, the first thing is the calls are a significant drain 
Should be illegal. <laughs> yeah. So so calls are are really taxing. And yeah. you, you get used to it. You get used to the constant sleep deprivation. But it's it's really taxing and that's something that you really need to get used to. I was very unhappy when I had to start calling. It, it <laughs> was awful. I think that's something that we're all a bit nervous yeah. about. <laughs> uh, and you know what it, it is unfortunately you know, you can say what you want about how long we call here in South Africa and, and so on and so on, but the system apparently, you know, doesn't allow for us to do less time. Yeah, we um, need it. It's 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 actually it's essential. It is. Uh, it's a contentious issue. Uh, it's controversial uh, the way that we do calls in South Africa. So I'm not going to get into that. But the yeah. fact of the matter is, we need to call, and that is number one. The thing that you're gonna that you're gonna it's gonna hit you like a wall straight away. <laughs> um, you know, get ready to be dependent on coffee. Uh, <laughs> use, use Uber Eats. Uber Eats delivers to most hospitals. So, you <laughs> it's know, a great tip. <laughs> if you if you're doing a morning round and you know you've got a few minutes before the morning round, just quickly order Uber Eats, get a coffee for you and the team, and you know, just it just helps. Uh, it does, yeah. does a lot for the morale, I'm sure. Absolutely, well. absolutely, because I mean, at the end of the day, you're all suffering together. And, um, you know, just, just something simple like enjoying, you know, biscuits and coffee in the morning quickly before you get started with your post call and post intake. It, yeah. it makes such a difference. And then I think just the big thing is you have to get used to the fact that, that this patient is now yours. Like it's, it's up to you. Yeah. And, and if the patient deteriorates because of something that you did or did not do, um, you need to be ready to accept responsibility for that and learn from that. You need to be ready to analyze what happened and, you know, accept the sort of discomfort that yeah. comes with realizing this this was my fault. And that's know? a very big jump because, mm. I mean, obviously we're dealing with a human life. Yep. So I think it's definitely, well, when, from what I hear you saying, it's you have to decide what type of doctor you're going to be mm. now. For that's, sure. That's, that's essentially what it will come down to. For sure. And it's, it's not going to work out perfectly. Like, it, it's not a textbook mm. and, and nothing works out perfectly. Case presentations aren't clear cut. So, so there will be times when you manage things less optimally than you want to and when you will be disappointed in yourself and when you will be sad about how things went. And you yeah. need to accept that and say, this happened and I would like to be better. How am I going to be better? Yeah. I'm going to go talk to my senior. I'm going to hear how I could have done this differently and I'm going to go read. Reading is difficult. Studying is difficult during internship. You're so exhausted most of the time that mm. your retention of information is not very good. But if you are at, an, at a facility that's more academic, you know, maybe you'll find some time to read, but but try to read where you can yeah, as well. Definitely. Um, but but I think those two factors, the cause and then just that uh, that absolute responsibility, is is what changes. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> yeah. What hospitals would you recommend? So so I have a limited uh, sort of friend group who I now have heard from uh, regarding this, but um, I have a few hospitals that I've heard are really good. Um, there's a very popular uh, rural hospital called Guelazan. Oh, in Guelazan, uh, yes, I've heard of it. Yeah, in, in KZN, hey? Yes, that's right. That's right, in KZN. And um, it's got great academics. It's got war rounds. It's got senior support, limited spaces, and lots of applicants. Oh, wow. So, so that's a very popular option. Um, I may I may be wrong in saying that it's for internship. It might be just a Comsol hospital. I think, uh, it, I think it is internship. Yeah, so, so if there's internship, that's great. Um, apply there, but know that you have to balance it out with some other potential options for yourself in case you don't get it because of its popularity. Edenvale in Joburg uh, comes highly recommended as well oh, okay. as somewhere that you learn a lot. Um, but you can just scale down a little bit. It's, you have a bit of time to breathe. Okay. Um, so yeah. that's another one that's, it's quite good. 
haven't heard too much about Steve Biko and Califong. Um, only worked with them as a student, so I can't. Yeah. Really I think from the much. interns that I've spoken mm. to, they've said that um, you kind of have to fight over things to do mm. because there's a mass amount of students as well. Mm. Um, so I think that's what makes it quite difficult, yeah. and a lot of them are just like admin pushes. Yes. So I'm, I've heard a similar sort of thought echoed from one of my colleagues as well who worked at CB because she said it's it's actually a good quality of life. You work hard. Um, there is more an administrative component and the the senior support's good. So, so Steve Biko, if you're looking for Central Pretoria, yeah. I hear. Yeah, it's something not too bad. to take into mind. Yeah. And and absolutely and then, I mean once again if you if you want to go there and you're serious about doing there, then you know, chat to someone who who yeah. was there as well. Yeah. I think the notorious Western Cape hospitals. Mm-hmm. Um are there any down there? I've uh, Yeah. So highly popular. I had a few people from my in Barra who then uh, applied for Western Cape and uh Victoria Red Cross Children's Hospital super popular, but be ready to work hard. Yeah. Um, if you want to get those skills and you want to occupy a very sought after position, you must be ready to work hard in that position once you get it. Um also Tigerberg super popular mm. um, and there's obviously a reason that they're popular it must be nice to work there yeah. for example in barra you do your own bone marrows which is good because you learn the skill but also not that great because sometimes the quality is compromised because it's an intern doing the bone marrow um however in the western cape for example in i don't know if it's in tiger specifically but the, the sort of prevailing thing is that there's a bone marrow team that will go and do your bone marrows for you. Oh, so there's all sorts of structural differences in how the different provinces are run. You yes. know? And um, that's the kind of stuff you start hearing about and figuring out as you go along through your, your application process. But, yeah. Is there is there any truth to um, if you want to become a specialist, mm. um, there are specific hospitals that you should try and apply to for different specialities? Yeah, so, so I'm very glad you you sort of touching on this topic because it's, it's a very prevalent thing right now for us. Um, Internship, not so much, um, okay. because internship, irrespective of where you are, you're going to rotate through all the different specialist fields. Yeah. You're going to get that exposure regardless. You're going to get your anesthetics time, orthopedics time, all of that stuff you're going to get. Um, however, if you have a certain hospital in mind to specialize at, then it would be good to do your internship there. For example, if I wanted to go and do an orthopedics, I wanted to go do orthopedics because there was a stage that I, that I entertained the idea um at Barra, then I should do my internship at Barra because then you're already building up the network there. Yeah. And um you really do network. Like in hospitals, the hospital that you do internship at, you get to know the people there, you get to know the registrars who will be the consultants when you're applying for a post. And I'm not saying knowing people will give you a position, but it helps that you know the system already in that hospital. Makes sense. And that they have a character uh, sort of a proof of character of you as a person and your work ethic already through their time that they spent with you in the internship. So that might be a thing. However, um, ComServe time is more important if you want to go straight into a specialist field post-ComServe. Okay. So if, unlike me, you want to go straight into anesthetics, for example, mm. you then should do ComServe at a hospital where you get anesthetics for six months. So oh, Edenvale, wow. you get anesthetics for six months. The other six months, you'll do surgery or Obzindani or whatever. But then having done that six months and having the opportunity to do your diploma in anesthetics or DA already fast tracks you into getting an MO post in anesthetics and then jumping into a reg post straight after ComServe. Okay. I'm now in my year post ComServe. A lot of my colleagues are already in their specialist fields now, busy specializing. They've started. Okay. So they then did their application end of November or October last year. Um, while I was still gallivanting in Zastron, you know, <laughs> having uh, a good time, you know, eating KFC from, from Spike <laughs> And, um, 
And they're ready then. And that's, that's people that are very career focused. And yeah. you want to find that you must be ready for that. Be ready for, for colleagues who are going to stress you out because. Looks like they have their life together more than you do. They've got everything together and they've got a very focused career plan. And you know, they're just going out and they've got everything together. And if it's not you, it's not you. It's you okay. Know, you don't have to walk the same route. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to take your time and apply later on, cause I've met anesthetists who, Two years post comserve only got an MO post in anesthetics because they just weren't interested in going straight into yeah. They're interested in trying some other things first. And um, that's sort of the prevailing message I got from everyone is now. Because now when I got back, I mean, um, you know, we had to apply for jobs and and then you chat to a lot of people. And they say, listen, even after comserve, you're still young. Yeah. You're, still early on <laughs> you're your not course. old yet. Yes, and, and I know from the perspective of being a medical student, it's like, what? No. You don't have everything together. You've got a lot of time. Yeah, we're all on our own journey and our own time, so yeah. Yeah. it's highly unique. Yeah. Highly unique. Great. So, Rob, <laughs> <laughs> you are tested positive for COVID 19. Right. This you is our fake scenario, just by the way. <laughs> no, please, everyone, don't avoid me now. <laughs> <laughs> so, you are placed in self isolation, or you, you isolate yourself. Right. You're in one little room, okay. there's a window. There's a TV. There's a music player. Okay? Sure. No computer. No computer. Uh, mm, don't okay. know how we're going to survive. Uh, Maybe a coffee machine if you're nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, please. Please just grant me granules. At least some Jacobs. Just that. At least some Jacobs. So, you get to choose one film, one song, one book, and then lastly, one fast food chain that Uber Eats delivers to you. Mm. Tell us your choices. So, single film that I have to rewatch for my entire time. In quarantine, probably Central Intelligence with The Rock and Dwayne Johnson. Good the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> and um, oh, is it Kevin Hart? Yeah, it's Kevin it is Hart. Kevin yeah. Hart. Um, I'd probably just watch um, Central Intelligence over and over again. If I could pick a Netflix series, probably Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. So you said <laughs> I have a TV, so I'm going to throw a Netflix series. Again. <laughs> you I'll, may. I'll take it. I'm going to watch Brooklyn Nine Nine for the fifth time again. Um, <laughs> is song is tricky um we could do an artist maybe or album even to make it a bit easier i'm gonna be going a bit crazy the the isolation everything let's go with mellow vibes maybe jack johnson oh love it jack johnson some guitar good choice uh banana pancakes so wonderful i I approve so so that'll be my that'll be my choice i'll probably be sick of it by the end of quarantine i'll probably throw the radio (laughs) out of the window but but yeah in terms of uh, food if i could order from a single restaurant I've really been craving KFC. So. Oh, we just had KFC. <laughs> yeah, I'll get my KFC fix. Um, try the new... They've got like new nuggets now. KFC just brought out their nuggets. They have. They're quite nice with a barbecue yeah. dipping sauce. And I heard people are freaking out about them. Like They say they look better than McDonald's nuggets. So. They are the same shape, mm. actually, on that note. It's like really? exactly... You know the McDonald's nuggets yeah. are always in the same shape. They have that like longer one. Yes. and then. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to our in-depth discussion on <laughs> <laughs> chicken nuggets. Oh, guys, you, came here, you came here for internship information and you're actually getting info on chicken nuggets. <laughs> and then there was, a, there was another uh, book. Thing, think, your book. Uh, book. I am overdue to read, uh, sorry, it's not original at all, but I'm overdue to read Harry Potter again from start to finish. No, so. I back it, I back it. So, I would, I mean, I would I be really entertained. I've read it five times already, so I'll just do my sixth. <laughs> Might as well. Reread again. <laughs> That's fine. I, I find it good every time. So. Alrighty. Definitely approve of those answers. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, we just want to say thank you so much. Um, it's really been such a pleasure chatting to you. Uh, awesome. We've definitely learned a lot and we hope yeah. our listeners have learned a lot and 
just thank our listeners out there as well. Um, if you guys have anything that you want to ask, uh, anything that you want to know, you're more than welcome to just drop a comment on our Instagram page and we will uh, relay the questions on. Um, and we'll also put up all of those um, links, those Facebook links, those Facebook groups that you guys can check out. Remember to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And yes, we'll be in touch with next episode coming next week. So thank you so much, guys. Bye.